0: Welcome to School Biz Chat with Kim Cranston, OASBO Executive Director. Each episode of this podcast is dedicated to discussing events and issues that affect the people who are in the business of supporting students. Now, let's take a few minutes to see what's going on in the school business world.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to this edition of School Biz Chat. So delighted you're joining us today, and we are welcoming a friend, Dr. Carrie Monsey's deputy commissioner at DESE. And Carrie, we're so glad to have you joining us today. I just want to begin by having you talk directly to the folks who are in the offices where you used to be and say, if you were still in a school district as a superintendent or a CFO, what are some key things you would be paying attention to right now?
0: Well, great to be with you again, Kim, as always, and I'm really thankful for the opportunity and the work that everybody does in school districts across our state. Obviously, we're in the heart of budget planning time in in all of our local school districts and charter schools and here even at the state level. And so there's going to be a lot of activity happening in the next few months as we plan for next fiscal year and, and finish out the current fiscal year. So really watching the state budget process is going to be important, as it always is. But thinking about some of the big moving pieces of that, obviously, we've got a newly calculated state adequacy target that's going to take some additional funding in order to be funded through the foundation formula. And so we need to watch that. The department has a hundred and twenty million dollar increase request in our budget for next fiscal year to take that state actually target up to 6,760 for the first installment of the increase. Pretty significant increase. Uh, we're you know, optimistic that it will come to pass, but as everybody knows, there's a lot of moving parts in that calculation of Knowing what your student attendance enrollment information is gonna look like. We're obviously rolling off the pandemic provision that's kind of helped support us the last several years as we've seen across the state, lower enrollments and attendance rates. And so really knowing your own district dynamics and understanding how that plays out in the formula at various funding levels is important. And we'll do our best to keep everybody updated through the spring in terms of what's happening with that budget process and how it might impact the SAT for next year. Thankfully, we're in really good shape for this year and uh, you know everything, I'm optimistic that we're gonna finish this year strong leading into next year.
1: Can I just interrupt for just a moment? I sure. just wanna make sure, I know the news about the SAT at this point is old news, but I'm in conversations with people where they still ask some questions and ask questions about, you mentioned we're get, it, it's in installments. Could you just briefly, Explain that one more time for folks, because like I said, I'm still getting some questions about it.
0: Sure. Every two years under statute, we're required to recalculate the SAT. And our formula methodology in the statute is all about identifying high performing districts and then using those districts for a calculation that results a target that we're going to shoot for, for the combined state and local funds that go into that calculation. And anytime we calculate it and it results in an increase, we divide that increase over two years. So the 6,375 is where we're at now, and the two-year calculation is 7,145. So we divide that in half that gap, and then we incrementally add it in each year for those two years. So that's the, the process of that. And for a lot of our school officials, I'm sure that's new to see that increase because we've gone three calculations without an increase. Right. So absolutely. But, but with MSIP 6, obviously the bar is a lot higher and it's a lot more difficult to be 90 percent or above on the APR which led to a different group of districts that had different characteristics. So not only is that SAT going up, but the threshold for free reduced lunch count is going down. So that's gonna help folks. I think many uh, districts on their weighted average daily attendance calculation as well.
1: Thanks for reiterating how that worked. Okay, so going on.
0: Well, the other area I wanna really kind of point out is the transportation funding. So we are now in our second year of full funding of the transportation formula which really hadn't happened in my career. We've always fell short of that 75% calculation. And it looks like we're going to make it again this year with the appropriation that we have. A year ago, it was marked as one time in the budget. And this year, it was not marked as one time in the budget. But the reality is all of our budget lines are essentially one-year budget lines. So we'll want to watch that through the process. We did request a $14 million increase in that line to keep up with inflationary Pressures. But it's hard to know how transportation and formula all play together in the budget process that, as it works through the legislature in the spring.
1: I'm just sitting here thinking about your comment about in your career, we haven't seen transporta- this type of funding for transportation. And that is welcome news. And then I also appreciate your reminding all of us that every year the budget is new and these are one-year-only items, and I think people need to remind themselves of that and not to maybe have unreal expectations for the future, but to, as you said, be very careful and conscious and watch how this plays out.
0: Yeah, I think the thing I would add to that, too, is that obviously we've had some additional funds available to us, not only federal relief funds, but a variety of other line items in the in the state budget that have been an, a, an opportunity for us, in part because of the response to COVID and in part to the remarkably strong state revenues over the last couple of years. And obviously that time is changing now. We're, we're coming down off of those incredibly high peak values, peak numbers, if you will, on state revenues. And we're timing out of these federal relief funds. So there's a lot of decisions that folks have made over the last two or three years to try to support students and staff in their schools that probably all need to be revisited. And and the planning process needs to look at not only what's existing, but all the things that we've added in our programs and services and staffing levels And we probably need to have a much more intentional thought process about what to continue, what to uh, let go of, where staffing adjustments can be made as we get into what will likely be a tighter time than what we've experienced the last two or three years.
1: And speaking of staffing, you want to say just a word about teacher salary requirements and where we are with that, as you know, the last couple of years. And it continues to be a hot topic on teacher pay in the state, but just a little bit about the 38,000 and what the minimum is, and as people are looking at that, just some reminders around
0: teacher salaries. Sure, just so everybody recognizes that the actual minimum requirements in statute have not changed. We've tried to get that uh, changed through the legislative process uh, over time because we're still at 25,000 for a minimum salary with a, a bachelor's degree. But we have had the ability these last two years with some additional grant funds to support districts getting their salaries up to a minimum of $38,000. And I tell you, it's had a, a, a real impact on beginning teacher salaries across the state. I don't have the exact figures with me, but the average starting salary has gone up significantly in part because of the grant, but to be honest with you, in part because of full funding for transportation and some of the other things that have come along with the overall budget process, if you will. For next year, we requested the funds again for teacher baseline salary grant and for career ladder. And in fact, because districts are raising their own salary schedules, the the need for the teacher baseline salary grant is going down and we're asking that to be added to the career ladder pot because as more districts join the career ladder program, we'll need some additional funding there. So collectively, there's you know a pretty significant investment somewhere in the neighborhood of $100 million for teacher salaries through our budget, through those two programs. Uh, we're optimistic that will continue, but uh, it's just part of that big puzzle. When you add that together with over $200 million of additional transportation funds, there's, there's more money available there to try to address this overall issue. To, to be frank, we're probably not making up any ground on neighboring states as we do this. Some of them have been even more aggressive than, than we have, but every bit helps. And uh, uh, as we all know, the teacher in the classroom's single most largest impact for our students.
1: Absolutely. So you talked about paying attention to the state budget process. You talked about SAT transportation. We've now talked a little bit about salaries. As you know, we have many, many new people in district offices across the state of Missouri. Lots of new superintendents. We have a lot of new people in whatever the position titles are changing, CFO, Assistant Soup, Executive Director of Finance, who are still relatively new to this district budget process. So I am just going to say any words of wisdom, tips you would have for them. As you know, MOASPO works to provide training and workshops and lots of PD for them. But I just thought as someone who has been doing this for several years and has that expertise and skill, what would you say to some of these new folks who are doing this for maybe the first time?
0: Well, I just want everybody to know you're not alone. Obviously, the network you can establish through MOASBO and your other professional organizations can be a huge help. You know, you're probably the only one in your district doing this work, but there's somebody next door or down the road or within the statewide organization that's doing this the same thing. And I, I really took a lot of time uh, through the holiday season focusing on revenue projections because I wanted to have my mind wrapped around what we had to work with as we moved into the spring and making all the final decisions that need to be made regarding staffing and salaries and things of that sort. And so, you know, spending time really focusing on the revenue side of the picture at this stage is important, but you also need to be forward thinking. And I know everybody's already working on their budgets for next year in terms of where the decision points might be, you get lots of help making the budget, but in the end, you've got to provide the advice to, uh, uh, your board and your your district leadership about how what the options are, what they're going to cost and and how to prioritize work with them on prioritization those of those items.
1: I think that's great advice. and I do know that people are feeling overwhelmed. I mean, we're almost halfway through the year. They are working on budgets. They're trying to figure all of this out. And I love that you pointed out that there's support out there through their professional associations and those networks. And then I do think it is wise, as you noted, to spend some time really looking at those revenue projections and figuring out what kind of money is going to be coming in. Because as you said, you've got lots of help in how to slice that pie and spend that money. Lots of people want to tell you how to allocate it and you've got to have a really good understanding of, of that revenue stream so I, I really appreciate that.
0: Kim, I want to point out too our school finance consultants can help with all those state revenue streams if you if you're doing this the first time, do not hesitate to, to email or call your school finance consultant here at the department. right now obviously they're they're trying to get all the ASBRs and audits taken care of and reviewed. There's a lot going on but they're they're glad to help as well.
1: Thank you for pointing that up. And they are. And there is a lot going on right now. I had audits down on my notes as something else people are paying a lot of attention to. It's always a busy time. I think there's an ebb and flow. The work just keeps going and it just keeps continuing. And again, I'm very cognizant of all of the new people out there. And I think your message of you're not alone is important. There are help. There are resources out there and you'll get it, you'll get it. Just keep asking questions and getting help from other people because this is really important work that they're doing to support the kids. Absolutely. So Carrie, thank you so very, very much. We always appreciate it when you take the time to visit with us and thanks to everyone else who tuned in for this edition of School Biz Chat. If you enjoyed this new episode, Please be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share this episode with others who may be interested in this topic. Until our next time, take care. We'll be chatting.
0: This has been School Biz Chat with Kim Cranston. New episodes are released on the second and fourth Fridays of each month. If you have topics you'd like to be covered in the future, send Kim an email at kcranston at moasbo.org.